Welcome to the Never Gets Old podcast, the podcast of all we love in TV, movies, music, and comics, with your hosts, Matt Jackson and Nathan Shell. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Facebook, and YouTube. Donations at paypal.com at macwjackson at comcast.net. Never Gets Old Podcast. I'm Nathan Shell, your host, along with Matt Jackson. How's it going, everybody? Uh, we got lots of, whoa, lots of stuff to touch on, uh, probably mostly movies, I'm guessing. Yeah, some movies, maybe some TV shows. But um, first and foremost, Happy Monkey's Day. I found out earlier today, today is apparently now it's a national holiday, National Monkey's Day. Cool. Now is this monkey? The, 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 monkeys, the, the monkeys. The monkeys. Uh, you know, I have to ask because there's a National Pancake Day and Waffle Day. And Pretzel Day, which we just had. Yes, which I'm completely okay with Pretzel Day because I like pretzels. Right. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've been, well, I, <laughs> I was going to say, I can't really say I'm celebrating it any different than I do every other day because every day is Monkey Day for me. I was going to say, this is just another day that ends in Y for you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've been spreading the good gospel of the upcoming Monkeys album, Good Times, which I believe will be out at the end of June. It's not soon enough. They've released, uh, Good Times, I think I told you previously, and now you just got to hear, or not Good Times, um, She Makes Me Laugh. Right. Uh, that's, uh, Mickey, uh, sings lead on that, and Mike and Peter do the harmony. Uh, what were your thoughts? I actually enjoyed it. I nice. I mean, I enjoy most of their music that I've listened to over over the years, but it it felt as it sounded as almost as if, you know, they never left, so to speak. Exactly. Well, yeah, what they did, I remember when they were talking about it. They said this album feels very much in the spirit of their album um Pisces, Aquarius, Capricorn and Jones Limited, which was they had done headquarters and that was all them. That was their first official. We are a band. This is us. And it was just them and maybe an extra bass player if they needed it or whatever. <clears throat> but they had, you know, picked all the songs, wrote the songs. Well, on the next one, the Pisces album, they did the same thing only they thought, okay, well, now that we've proven ourselves, we can take in some others if the song calls for a string section or, you know, they didn't right. have to be so stubborn to prove themselves. Well, this new album is very much in that tone where Mike's writing songs, Peter's writing songs, but a lot of the uh, people who are contributing are people of uh, bands who have come out in the last five, ten years that their major influence have been the Monkees. Like uh, that one that you just heard? Mm-hmm. Written by the guy from Weezer. Okay. And if you listen to it, you go, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I could... Right? I could I could see it. Well, hear it. 
because it's very um, and not to insult anybody from Weezer, but to me, Weezer is a band where they had fun songs, but I didn't necessarily think they were the best singers. Well, in this case, you're getting those same fun songs only with better singers. You know, you have Mickey doing it, and I'll tell you, I know impartial, but boy. Mike really stands out, even when he just, on their previous album, Just Us, unfortunately, he he was so, um, what, giving to a fault, where he's like, yeah, I'll sing lead on one song, but you, know, you guys can sing lead. Like, he didn't fight for himself. He just thought, you know, more fun for you guys, which was nice of him, but not so great for the rest of us who missed him, you know. Right. But with him singing backup on that album as much as it is on this one, you can hear it, and man, it makes a difference. You know, I don't, I don't think it's just because I'm partial to him. I think it, it, it really, he's got a gravitas to his voice. Um, so there's that one. There's another song that Mickey sang lead on that, um, was released as far as like, uh, yeah, these are all, these are the singles that they're putting out first before the album even comes out. Well, there's another song that came out a couple days ago and Mike Nesmith posted on his Facebook page. He said, Hey, here you go. You know, uh, here's our new song. And he's, he's always funny and entertaining with the way he does it. But, uh, he had to pull it down. He goes, oh, apparently that wasn't supposed to be released yet. And it was called Me and Magdalena. And it's him singing lead and Mickey singing harmony. And it's very much like, uh, um, they always, people have always said they're very much like the Everly Brothers when they sing together. Because they're so in sync. And in particular, if Mike is singing lead and Mickey's doing the high harmony... Mm-hmm. Perfection. And this was great because the first, if you listen to that song, uh, she makes me laugh. It's, oh, it, it's a lot of fun and it also reminds me of the Beach Boys a little. Did you pick up on that vibe? It's, yeah, yeah right? Dancing in the sun type of a, yeah. yeah. Well, well, I mean, part of it is with music from that, time period I hate to use that that word but or that that verbiage but realistically music from that musical era I'll say all has a genuine a general feel of music you know See, and I don't I, I don't know uh, if I completely I know what you're saying well no because I mean if you take a song like that but were to produce it in a type of uh, genre that's more popular today, it would feel, it would have a different feel to the sound. Right, right. So they were able to recapture that sound from, you know, back when the Beach Boys were, you know, cranking out music and back when they were still dropping music or dropping albums. Well, and that's, I mean, the Beach Boys... I think they were somewhat diverse, but you could always tell a Beach Boys song, typically. Yeah. Um, and that's not a complaint. That's no. It's a comfort. I mean, that's good. That means that you know you can hear it on the radio, and without even knowing 
Right. Music it is. Oh, well, this is a Beach Boy song. Whereas with this, the Funkies, I would say maybe Mickey and Davey's stuff was very, let's say, the manufactured stuff, like I'm a Believer and mm-hmm. Step in Stone and stuff, sounds very much of its time because the people in charge wanted that, that whole, okay, we got Neil Diamond coming out with the song for them, all right? We got... You know, Carol King, all right, she's, you know, because they were the ones who were making those type of songs. Mike Nesmith's stuff, however, always sounded as current today as it would have then. You know what I mean? There's no... It has more of a timeless feel to it. Exactly. And this is, I'm like, okay, yeah, it kind of reminds me of the, the way the setup of the song is very Beach Boys. Well, the second one that they came out with is You Bring Me the Summer. And that also sounds like a Beach Boys song. Uh, which, it's still a great song, but I noticed people online were going, okay, Mickey, if these are your contributions, we better hear some more diversity, because I don't want everything to sound from you like a Beach Boys song. Right. Uh, and then they, they snuck on for maybe an hour that Me and Magdalena song. And there you go. Oh, there we, thank you, Nez. Here we go. Now, now this sounds, it's, it's haunting, uh, it's beautiful, and it does not sound anything like the other two songs. So I, I I'm so thrilled. You know, it's, it has a big billboard in, in, uh, LA. There's a, on the side of a building that shows the cover of the new album. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's getting radio play, which is fantastic. I'm thrilled to death. As a matter of fact, you know where they got the Me and Magdalena? Somebody, oh, somebody recorded it off the internet radio. Really? And, yeah, and put it up, and then I guess the you know the studio said, "Hey, hey, 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 no, bad, bad people, don't do that." And so, and it's great because Nez is on there being hilarious with his response to that situation. Get up! It wasn't just like, "Whoops, sorry." He had some fun with it. They said, you know, he's carrying on like, okay, um, North Korea is mad at me now. Um, I've done something terrible. You know. And he, <laughs> yeah, he's having fun with it. Why not, right? I love it. Um, so, anywho, what's new with you? Well, as you saw in my uh, Carter video that I threw up earlier, <laughs> I uh, teased, teased some people of... Uh, Two new acquisitions for my costuming. Yeah, yeah. I have an aluminum spun Captain America shield, which that translates into I have to make the damn thing. Yeah, you have to paint it. That's good. Yeah, uh, acetone to clean off any kind of like stuff off of it. Paint it. I got to do the uh, strapping on the inside. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna cheat because. Why not? Uh, I'm actually going to make it so that I can carry it on my arm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or uh, pop magnets loose and the uh, straps actually expand, basically, okay. and I can sling it on my back. Yep, yep. So, because I was looking on lines on how, uh, how they do, how the quote-unquote professionals... Uh, do the whole shield thing, and there's like this little post that they have sticking out of one of the brackets. Okay. 
And uh, they very tenuously place it on their back, and it wobbles a little bit, apparently. And I'm like, nah, knowing my luck, I'd it dislodge and end up cutting off my foot or something, walking down a conventional hallway or something. And uh, the other acquisition was a Longmire-style hat for uh, my Longmire costume. Yeah, well, I'm... Uh... <laughs> <clears throat> I would think you would want to have the um uh it over your back at a convention just because you don't need to be carrying something more. Oh yeah. That's that's the other reason. Right? Um what else? Oh, and Gail Simone, the wonderful comic book writer who I'm hoping to get a have a chat with on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, she has been celebrating Monkey's Day too and posting videos and asking everybody who's your favorite and what's your favorite song and, you know, and everybody is wisely choosing Nez, which is very good. Her included. <laughs> Not that you're biased, Grant. Oh, I'm completely biased. I'll swim in it. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I, I'm enjoying that. I said to her, you know, I, I planned on having you on anyway because of the whole comic book thing, but now you're you're in my soul with the monkeys, so you're you have to be on. <laughs> um, what else? What else? What else? What else? Oh, here. Okay, so yesterday had a wonderful chat with the great Chuck Dixon. Uh, it'll be the one that, if everybody's listening to this, it was the previous episode. Go back and listen. He's a sweet guy and a lot of fun and. Plans on coming back on again. Um, but we mentioned certain people, so I thought it would be nice to send them the, the episode. Okay. Post on their wall, tag them in the, you know, basically make right. sure they're aware. Uh, got a, a, a message from someone saying, and I know I've vented about this in the past, but I'm doing it again. Please don't post to my wall. Please don't post links to my wall or... Something like that. Do you not understand what social media is about? Yeah, if if someone doesn't want you to post something to their wall, I know there's a way you can block. Yes, you can you can take away the option of posting on their wall. Yeah, which if you do that, you know, okay, so be it. But when you outright just say, "Well, don't don't post on my wall," get off Facebook. Yeah, if you don't want people fo- posting on your wall, then block that ability. You know, don't. That's exactly what I was thinking because I replied. I said sorry, but you were mentioned, and I thought it was worth you know sharing yeah. with you. Welcome to social media. Yeah, I mean, and you know that sucks that that person you know more or less just kind of left a bad taste in your mouth, so to speak, about you know. You just trying to reach out and be friendly. Yeah. I mean, I'm not being a pest and asking for, like, you know, give me your rib or something. It's Yeah. We're celebrating you, so here you go. Well, there's also a guy, one of the guys from Duffy's where I play every Wednesday uh, and then, you know, have a a two-hour show, like, once a month or whatever. Uh, You know, we're all part of the, the... Duffy Coffee House family. We're, you know, we're all friends on Facebook, and well, this guy will post the most unrelated things to my page, tag me and stuff. Uh, 
you know, that sort of thing. I try to be more selective with what I share. If right. I think, oh, you know what? My buddy Nate, he's going to enjoy this. This this pertains to him. I'll click, I'll send it to you or tag you in it or whatever. Mm-hmm. I get a, <laughs> I get the same type of thing from him. Uh, hey, buddy, do me a favor. Don't tag me in this type of post. And it wasn't, it was like a comic book related. Now, he goes, I don't mind the music stuff, but I'm just not into the, uh, the comics. I'm like, really? Because every Wednesday you come up and talk to me about it and have questions for me. This was answering the question that you asked me two nights ago. Yeah. And I just thought, you know, First of all, shut up. It's it's social media. We're, the whole point of it is to share and communicate and blah, blah, blah. I have people such as this guy. This is the other half of it. You send me crap about matzo ball soup. I don't care. <laughs> you know, I don't care which way you're supposed to put the toilet roll on, on the roll. Like, shut up. But... I'm not going to tell him that. You know why? Because I have the ability to ignore it if I want. Yep. I can just go, ah, he tagged me in it. He posted it on my wall. I don't care. It's not changing lives. It's not killing puppies. Leave it alone. You know, and then to have this guy be the nervy son of a bee to go, um, okay, thank you. Here's my matzo ball soup recipe, but don't answer the question that I asked you before. Right? I mean, am I out of my mind thinking that that? Well, yeah, you're out of your mind, but that's that's an entirely different matter. Uh, <laughs> quote the Raven back at you. <laughs> hey, you know, I know I I know I'm crazy. I go to weekly meetings twice <laughs> twice a week. Anyway, uh, no, seriously though, I mean, am I am I out of my mind to think that people are a little too snobby? I think you know. I think with as wide as the internet has become and enabled us, you know, network with people more and, and all that jazz. I think it's also opened up people to realize that people are assholes. Honestly. I mean, I'll, I'll freely admit I can be, I can be an a-hole just like anybody else. I genuinely choose not to be. Because I like to, you know, treat others how I want to be treated. Sure, right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's a couple people that, like, I've had to say something to, like, hey, look, I don't mind that you tag me in this stuff and this stuff, but I'm not a sports fan, so please don't tag me in that stuff. You know, I'll, I'll you know, I'll go about it more tactful than, you know, hey, don't tag me in this stuff, or don't do this, or don't, you know... I put out as an olive branch. You know. But ultimately, what the heck does it matter? Yeah. I mean, most of the time I do it, you know, most of the time, the only reason I'll say something is because I will have posted something on my wall to share it so that I can find it later. Right. And then an hour goes by and 30 people have all felt the need to share random crap on my wall and it has then thusly... Uh, sure. Disappeared. Yeah, but that's just unfortunate. That's you know. Yeah, a lot of times I got, that's actually part of the reason why I have two. I message my <laughs> I message my one account 
the uh, the link. That way I don't lose it. I know exactly where I can go to get it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, I do the same thing. Um, so, I mean, I've said this before. If people want to post things to me, go right ahead. You want to post on my wall? Fine, enjoy. As long as it's not, you know, dirty or offensive. Yeah, it's, as long as it's not something that you would be upset about. You know? Exactly. Like, you can always tell, people can always tell if somebody hacks my Facebook, they're like, okay, so obviously you're not, you know, you're, you've been hacked. That wasn't you that posted something about mustache porn. I'm like, that's, you know, thank you. I'm, I'm glad I have that reputation at the very least. Oh, good times. Don't make the comment you were going to... I could see the gears turning. Like, Wait, there's got to be something sarcastic I could say to him right now. <laughs> I know I left myself... Oh, you know me too well. <laughs> I left myself open and... Yeah. I'm like, no, too easy. Uh, Don't do yeah. it. Yeah. Should have gone with something like goat, goatee porn or something like that. Oh, I don't know that, for a second. Well, then they're going to know that's me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um... So let's see, let's see, let's see. Let's get talking about comics. I'm still, uh, we could talk about any comic you want, and I'll let you know my progress, because you know my current way of reading is I'm back in October. Uh, and then working your way forward. I, I go through that title all the way up to the current issue, and then go back to October and zip through that. Yeah, I'm I'm actually slowly falling behind on, on comics. Uh, I'm trying to think the comic that I'm actually most up to date with is uh, Injustice Guy just because I can knock out those uh, those issues really quick uh, I'm not there I'm like two years behind yeah it's I'm it's been getting it's, it's not it's, our two years it's the title I haven't yeah. started year four yet but I ended at year three and then once I catch up I'm jumping back to that yeah that's good um I'm curious to see if it's going to actually end after this this year. I think it will. I think it will because that whole video game story is supposed to be at the fifth year. At the end of the fifth year, yeah. Yeah, so we'll see. But if if there's a sixth year, I could see getting, like, the whole, okay, this is what the immediate events leading up to the game. But, yeah, I mean, it's been fairly good consistently. Yeah. There's a nice... um, Nice scene between the Flash and uh, the Rogues Gallery in the last ep- in the last issue. Yeah, I, I'm excited. I, I can't wait. Let me think. I, I know there's titles that that I I've been reading that I've been really loving. I'm dying to see, even though I kind of figure it out. You know, with the new rebirth that they're doing, they're kind of bringing back more or less. Eh, they're combining the pre New Fifty Two with the New Fifty Two. Yeah, they're they're basically going to continue doing what they had tried to do uh, last year during Convergence. Oh man, what a mistake that was! That that could have been so good. Could have been. Yeah, that was part of it. Was that was all over the damn map. Yep. And so disappointing because every issue of those crossovers always had that moment where everybody had to stop what they're doing and listen to the voice that was talking through the dome. Yeah. And you're like, I, I read this already. I've already read this. And every single issue is the same thing. Yeah, it was a good way of wasting two pages in each book. Ugh. Yeah. Well, now, it looks like the new 52 Superman is going to die. 
in the pre-52 Superman who they've had, him and Lois have a son. Right. Well, he's coming back, and the issue that just came out, they're going to be meeting for the first time, so that'll be cool. Um, but the son is going to be the new Superboy. Oh, that's cool. I don't know. I, I hope it is, because it, I, I liked Connor, and I liked the friendship with Tim Drake. And so Robin, Damien, and this Jonathan Kent, uh, who's, I guess, what the kid's name is. Would they're going to have to be Jonathan Kent Jr.? Sure. Well, no, because it's, well, no, technically, because it's his father isn't Jonathan Kent. Right, but he's named after his grandfather, so right. it could be... He could be a junior, I think. Eh, doesn't really matter. Naming's, naming's odd. I, I know. But anyway, uh, they're going to have their own book together. Which, okay, that could be fun. That could be cool. They're going to probably try and recreate the, the Tim Drake-Connor uh, dynamic. Because, yeah. you know, those were friends. Oh, and thank God. Thank God. They're, they're putting Tim Drake back in the Robin outfit. Closer to the green and red that I love. You know, the Norm Breifogel's version. Yeah. Um, that's, that's my favorite one. But it looks in the insignia, instead of it being an R, I don't know why they're hanging on to this. They're having RR. He's still going to call himself Red Robin, but he's going to look like Robin. I'm yeah. hoping that'll be something they'll adjust soon and just change it because they're already going in the right direction let Tim Drake who's going to be in detective comics with Batman uh, um, Cassandra who is Batgirl previously I don't know what her new name is going to be uh, and yeah, I'm trying to remember what because they they talk about her in Batman and Robin Eternal right she makes her debut there and I'm trying to remember what they name her do they name her? I think they named her in, the, in it. I'll have to, because I I got caught up on that and I'm and, going to uh, as soon as I start that, you know, bah, 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 I'll be reading yeah. just that until. Well, I, it, it's done now, so you don't have to worry about it piling up on you even more. Exactly. Um, and that wasn't as long as the Batman Eternal, which was good. They cut it shorter. Yeah, you know, and apparently it's a better story, and I enjoyed Batman Eternal. I, I thought Batman Eternal was was really good. It helped tie in things going on a little bit better, I think. The uh, Jim Lee redesign, though, for Damian Wayne's uh, Robin outfit, and just again, I'm they could tweak this as they go. Not crazy about it. It's a little too layery, and it kind of looks like his previous outfit. Only there's unnecessary pleats in it. Just instead of it being the cool boots that he laced up, now they're like armor boots, and it doesn't. Yeah, and I'm like, eh, they may switch back to that because I've learned through the years of reading comics, as they go, another artist will draw that same character and go, yeah, I'm not doing that, and then nobody says, hey, you know, they just let them go because editorial kind of knows they were. Ch yeah, change is always built in. Yeah. And, like, Batman, the new Batman outfit, uh, they have, like, the black bat, but now they have 
a yellow outline instead of the oval, and I'm like, ooh! Yeah, I'm not too... That was I'm not too sure movie. about that. Greg I mean, I, I dug it for Gordon as Batman. Right. Right. But not... Yeah. Not with the way that... I mean, with Gordon as Batman, it was all... The suit was one entire color, with the exception of that, you know, that, that yellow outline. And I'm already seeing the... Uh, <laughs> It depends on who the artist is. When Greg Capullo designed it, he did the the lines around the black bat, the yellow line thick. Mm-hmm. I'm already seeing other artists, and it hasn't even debuted yet. Other artists are already minimizing that and just making it a very thin yellow, so eventually it'll just go away. So it's more of just a, a line around it, pretty much. Yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's, it's, it, <clears throat> it's unnecessary. You know, if you're not going to go all out and do the oval... Then don't 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 do it. I love ever since the animated series. The animated series made made me love just the simple black bat on the chest thing again. Oh, absolutely. I'm like, ooh, okay, now that that feels more. Let's cut the crap and you you know you see the symbol, you run. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I read the new Spider-Man number one. You know, every now and again, I give Dan Slot a, a shot. And again, I, I like him as a person, I think, but I just I just don't enjoy his writing. Did you read Spider-Man number one? No, yeah. I I didn't. I I you're fine. I read one. I don't know which number or which issue it was. It might have been it might have been the same issue. I don't know. I just picked it up and I was thumbing through it, and it was um, him and I think mocking or. Uh, Mockingbird? Mockingbird. Yeah. Driving through the streets and all of a sudden they're driving on the bottom part of an overpass and Yeah, that was it. That was Spider Man. Oh, yeah, I I don't know. That just seemed all over the place and I just Well it you know, I'll sometimes tune into the Spider Man crawl space and their podcast is hilarious. Because they hate and I agree with them. For the most part, um, they hate the way Marvel has been using Spider-Man in the comic book for years, and especially Dan Slott. They're just like, ah, he may have a good plot idea, maybe, but the execution is nothing like Peter Parker. Like, it, you know, now in this first issue, he's all successful, and he's he's like the poor, they're calling him the poor man's Tony Stark, right? You know. Ah, yeah, whatever. I, I would even enjoy that journey if I enjoyed the way the every sentence was written. But I, just, yeah. I, just don't. I mean, it'd be different if we saw him go from, you know, nothing to getting to that point. But just to start out, out the gate that way? Well, I, I think he did. I think, to Dan Slott's credit, he kind of had him go. Well, because remember when Doc Ock was controlling his body? That was what happened. While Doc Ock was in in control of Peter Parker's body, he's like, "What? Why am I holding back? I'm a genius!" And basically sets up shop as here's it's now the Parker Foundation and this, that, and the other thing. Well, then Peter Parker comes back and is already set up. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that explains that. Yeah. I when they did the whole oh Doc Ock is possessing his body, I'm like, I'm out. You know, I still have to finish reading the last parts of um, Secret uh, Secret War. 
the one that's supposed to reestablish the universe, blah, blah, blah. It was yeah, I, so hard to get through. I I read, uh, I think it was uh, the Carol Corps, the four issues of the Carol Corps, the, I think, two-ish, two issues of Thor's. I, I pretty much skimmed a lot of the the short run stories just because I'm like, you know what? I'll pick it up. I'll act as if nothing happened. I'll just ignore that event. <laughs> well, I only stuck to the main book, which, they, thanks to Marvel, hey, it's going to be four issues. Wait, no, no, no. Now it's going to be five. Oh, wait, no, what? Now we got you again. Six. And everything was yeah. delayed, and that throws everything off, and... I just, I, again, I hate the way Marvel sticks it to the reader all the time. They're trying to, like, you know, trick everybody into buying their books instead of just sticking to their guns and have yeah. a good story. Um, so, yeah, I have an issue or two of that to go. I, I'm in no hurry. I just want it to end so I could see how everything falls into place. And I guess they were saying they don't want to call it the 616 universe anymore, which I'm fine with. I don't. I'd rather it have, you know, Prime Universe or whatever they want to call it. Right. But uh, I, according to one issue now, whoever the writer was called it the 616 again. Yeah, okay. Great. But speaking of good Marvel stuff, let's talk about Civil War. Civil War? All right. I don't mean the Civil War. I mean Captain America Civil War. Well, yeah. They're both interesting. And very interesting when people combine the two, actually. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I saw somebody post a picture from a convention where they had Robert E. Lee and Grant. Ulysses S. Grant. Mm-hmm. Grant was Captain America. General Lee was... Iron Man. Iron Man. And it was hilarious. Because they even had, like, the facial hair and everything. It was... I. I applaud those guys' creativity. <laughs> That's a video? I don't know if it's on video, but I know there's a picture going around somewhere. I'll have to, I'll have to shoot it to you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, so, go ahead. What did you think? I really enjoyed it. I mean, unfortunately, <clears throat> if they were going to try to do Civil War like they had done in the comics, Marvel would have Marvel's movie division would have had to have had the rights to all of its comic book properties and not have like farmed them out to Fox and uh, Sony and God knows who else. But with what, what they've been able to do or what they've had and what they were able to do, I really, uh, I don't necessarily think it's better than the winter soldier. Really? But I think it is, I think it is definitely up there. I, I knew I was going to love it more than Winter Soldier, and Winter Soldier is perfection to me. I uh, m The only thing that beats the movies for me is the Daredevil TV show. Yeah. Um, that's, that, that's top, 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 can't beat it. But movie-wise, I was like, Winter Soldier is clearly the best. I'm on the edge of my seat. Yeah. And then they started to release certain scenes from Civil War, and I didn't want to say before I saw anything, oh, this is going to be even better. But to me, it was even better because it had all the excitement and intrigue and surprises of Winter Soldier. Only, 
oh, we get to watch the Avengers fall apart. And as a bonus, here's Spider-Man. Yeah. Well, I think had they not done certain things, the movie probably would have blown Cap uh, Civil War, not Civil War, uh, Winter Soldier from the, from the top spot for me. The problem I have is somebody in their infinite wisdom said, hey, show everybody that, you know, Spider-Man, you know, the guy that we finally got the rights back to is going to be in the movie. They didn't need to do that. They didn't need to do that with the darn trailers. Had that not been spoiled for me, I probably would have been, oh, my God, this is the best film ever. You know. Okay, so that, okay, well... So you were waiting, you wanted to see him show up at the airport for his very first time without anybody knowing. Or even that little scene in the apartment, that would have been fine. But had they not shown, you know, Tony Stark yelling under ruse and then Spider-Man showing up in the trailer. Had they not done that, I would have been, I would have been over the moon. I would have been ecstatic, like, oh, okay, that's cool. They're, you know, throwing the Spider-Man character, or the Spider-Man uh, actor a bone by having him show up in, in the apartment and getting some tutelage from Tony Stark. Okay, this is cool. I'll, you know, I look forward to seeing where this is going to go. And then later on in the film, he shows up. That would have been, had that not been spoiled, like I said, that, I think, would have solidified the top spot for me. See, for me, I, I didn't, it didn't bother me at all. I was, I was thrilled to death, especially when he's like, I have an idea. And then he shows up at, at Peter Parker's apartment and that whole ex- interaction. I love, love, I mean. I oh yeah, the banter was beautiful. But, I feel that way that you do, uh, for that exact reason with Batman versus Superman. As much as I love Batman versus Superman, you know, we were going on about it last time, uh, and I was thinking, you know, I, I also I can nitpick things too. Right. Uh, they never explain Wayne Manor being destroyed, and you know, why would he not fix that up right away? Yeah, that they they never touched on that. Uh, but for me, like you said, they showed too much during the trailers for Batman versus Superman so that by the time as you're watching the movie you're going yeah I saw this so it takes you out of the moment yeah you could almost figure out mostly where everything was going like oh here comes that great fight where Batman takes down all the guys yeah I mean the majority of that fight I already saw yeah and, and, and I loved it Look, like holy crap this is the best thing ever Look at that's the way he should fight. Absolutely. Let him take them down. And so when I initially saw it on the computer, I was thrilled. But then to see it in the in the screen, your mind shuts down until you see the next part of the fight. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's part of something that I think the movie companies need to f- keep in mind. Sometimes less is – sometimes, you know – Seeing less in the trailers is more. Agreed. But, um, yeah. But, all in all, I still really enjoyed it. Jess had actually said to me, um, I think it was yesterday afternoon, she really wants to see Civil War again. Mm hmm. I think going back in and watching it again, that'll probably help sway me to, you know, I, that is the better film. Which it, you know, I will freely admit, it more than likely is. Mm hmm. 
I'd be foolish to say otherwise. Well, I notice now, as an adult, I, I watch a lot of these movies that I can't wait to see, very much like I listen to a new album from my favorite artist. You always go in trepidatiously. Like, I'm nervous as can be going, okay, here comes this album. I hope it, you know, I hope it lives up to everything in my mind. And then the first time going through, you just digest it. You're not really allowing it to breathe. You're not really just accepting of it. Your, your mind is too crucial to make sure that you don't go, oh, I don't, you know. And then after you listen to it the first time, Cindy and I do this all the time with, say, David Gray. We'll listen to it and go, okay. And then I remember Life in Slow Motion came out, and that was a big departure of anything he had done before. And we turned and looked at each other and said, again. And we just replayed the album. And on that second listen, okay, now I can let it you know, wash now over me the way it was intended to be. And movies now are that same way for me, especially like superhero stuff because I care or Indiana Jones you know I or Star Wars like all right let it wash over me the second time and now I'll appreciate it even more yeah and I think that I think that would definitely help with with the Civil War I'll tell you for me some of the things that surprised me and I'm thrilled I'm happy as can be the Ant-Man and again spoilers for anybody because I mean you know Oh, the whole thing with Ant-Man at the airport? Yes. I loved it. Loved it and didn't see it coming. I thought that was going to be something they held out and waited for the next Ant-Man movie. Yeah. Like, or they kind of like tease at, oh yeah, I've been ex- I've been experimenting with, with other things I can do. You know. Yeah. But, yeah, that was, I, and I look, <laughs> now this goes back a little to what I made a remark earlier, I just I love the I did really love the dialogue in the movie. Like, I believe this belongs to you, Captain America. Yeah, you know, just you could tell he was he was very much fanboying over Captain America, like Coulson would have. Exactly, exactly. Which did you watch Shield this week? Yes, I did, and I was very happy to see that you know he is sticking true to his idol. Yep. Yep, and me too. I'm like, oh, I wonder which side he'll fall on. Oh, good. Okay, very nice. Yeah. Well, did you catch the uh, his some one of the creators of the show had a little bit of fun? I think it was an episode or two ago with the energy shield. Yes, absolutely. That was definitely a reference. That was definitely a nod, not only to his Coulson's love for Captain America, but. For a brief time, I want to say in the nineties. Yes, Cap had an energy shield. Shield because his his shield was shattered or lost. Shattered, and, and then Iron Man made him the energy shield. Yeah, and that was during uh, Kurt Busiek's when they relaunched Avengers. Yeah, and you were get I think was it Kurt? Yeah, Kurt Busiek and uh, George Perez was the artist, and that was a good run. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm surprised they didn't go back to that more often. Like, it was just a quick, bloop, and he went, oh, 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 it's done, it's over, okay. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I liked his line about, you know, I, I figured it, you know, how cool would it be for the leader of S.H.I.E.L.D. to have his own S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> like, Coulson, you are such a freaking fanboy. <laughs> and you know what I, I wish, though, uh, touching on S.H.I.E.L.D.? I'm 
I understand they are the secret shield, but I think we need to establish the shield agency being back in the public eye in good graces now. I think, I think that it's gonna like to think that's something that they're gonna end up building to. Yeah. Oh well, you know what? I'm saying to you, it's time. Yeah. Uh, the, I think uh, by the final two. by the final Avengers movie, I'm thinking that's when they'll start. Hopefully, knock on wood, they'll start bringing the Shield organization back out of the shadows. Because I mean, you could still have Coulson's team be the one that's in the shadows, like the way they're doing it, where the president knows. He's yeah. like, I'll deny it if anybody asks me, but go ahead, do what you got to do. Yeah. Uh, they don't have to change that at all, but they do need to have the presence of the big organization, Shield. Yeah. You know, otherwise, you got realistically, there, there's a way they could do it. You know, I know there's the diehard fans of the comic books that are all upset that Maria Hill isn't in charge of Shield on the TV show. Well, I hate to burst their bubble, but you know, Maria Hill, when Shield got dissolved. She went worked for she went to work for Stark. Yep. So she has no quote unquote claim to that title. Right. And let's not forget that you know Fury pretty much just handed you know Coulson the keys to the kingdom. So I think if they if they were to do it where you know Shield has a public face, you know you have Fury or Maria Hill as the public you know face of the organization. And then the covert ops division, Coulson. Yeah, I'm uh, right. Um, I mean, it just makes sense. I, you know, and I love how they handled the 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 reasoning behind the split in Civil War. Like, I can definitely see Tony Stark's point of view. He's not. He's not. It's not an egotistical driven thing. He feels oh, no. guilty. If anything, he looks more like just a stubborn hero. As much as Cap does, but Cap's right. I mean, I, Tony Stark, yeah, but that way we'll have the protection of the government. Yeah, but then they start calling the shots and not not only telling us where to go, but telling us where not to go, where we need to go. And I'm like, you won the argument, Cap. It's yeah. like, you know, you're right. He's right because people in charge change. Yep. Agendas. And change. everybody, uh, yep, and agendas change as well. And I, I saw on um, one social media site, I forget which one, people griping about how much now they they don't like or don't respect Captain America anymore. And I'm sitting there like, are you that deluded? Are you that incompetent that you don't understand why Captain America was choosing to do what he was doing? Get out. You know? <laughs> Listen, not to get political, because I'm not a political guy, but... I bet you they're the same people who don't see how insane Trump is. I'd be willing to bet that. I, and, I, you know, I'm and, watching people on Facebook that I've known for years. Make it, oh, Trump is coming to town. Woo, I'm going. And I'm thinking they're being sarcastic. And then they post pictures at the rally or whatever. Yeah. Holy and, crap, you're in, out of your mind. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't care if someone supports, you know, whoever they support politically. As long as they can give me an honest-to-God reason why they support them. And it can't be something like, oh, well, he's going to make America great again. Okay, how? Well, he says he's going to. Oh, okay, how? Great. You know, 
I want to know that you've actually put thought into it. If you can say that you put thought into it and all that, great. I can, sure. I can, I can support the fact that you're gonna. You have conviction and you have knowledge behind that. I mean, there, there's reasoning behind it. I can understand that. But if it's just you're, sh- you're just spouting off rhetoric. Oh my God, I have, I I'm feel. Telling it. you. And then I have the old biddies next to me at work who are going, "Oh, I'm voting for Hillary." It's about time we have a woman in the White House. I'm like, oh crap! Is that your reason? You want? Yeah, it's like. Yeah, I mean, you need honest to god reasons, not oh well, she's a woman. No, that's no. There has to be more. And again, I I don't like either one, but I'm at the point. I said to my buddy who's a conservative, and and doesn't like either one either, but goes. I said to him, I said, do you know what it's going to come down to? I'm going to have to vote for Hillary. Just to make sure Trump isn't in there. Yep. Because it's the matter of who's who do you like least. Yep. You know, I mean, I don't and, I don't like Hillary, but I don't think she's going to blow up the world. Yeah, or cause us to become a huge, even more of a bigger embarrassment. Exactly. I and, and something that really just it boggles it bothers me, and this is with Trump. And I told my best friend about this, and I said, you know, it. What bothers me the most about this whole thing with Trump running isn't that he's running. He's free white and God knows how old he can run for office if he wants. And rich. Yeah. But it disgusts me how he's causing, you know, what he's bringing out in our nation. And I I think I worded it in such a way that I don't know if it's that I'm disgusted at him or I'm disgusted with our country mm-hmm. because I'm now seeing how much hate, how much racism is still Ugh. in our culture. You know what I mean? I do. I do. And it's it's heartbreaking because, you know, we're supposed to be a beacon of hope and right. You know, Greatest country in the world, blah blah blah. And we are far from it. And it's just it's heartbreaking. Absolutely positively heartbreaking just stupid and stubborn and spoiled i can't oh i could vomit anyway let's get off that and keep on the fun stuff did you hear the news about supergirl yes i caught our our speculation was right it's going to cw yes and it should have started there to begin with realistically it should have but i think cbs was trying they were trying to do what like fox had done where like okay we're going to get a comic book show. We're going to actually be able to do well with our ratings. And they just... Well, remember, CBS... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome, <laughs> But, so, you know... It'll be interesting to see which night they put it on. And if they're going to end up melding that universe. They are. They are. They, 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 they would already. They could fix it in one episode of The Flash. You want to hear how? He goes over, gets her, and brings her over? No! Nope. They they have some sort of anomaly where they're like, okay, we have a problem, we don't know what we're going to do, but certain certain uh, vibrations... do it over the course of four nights. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. If they want. But, okay, there are certain vibrations that aren't syncing up, we're going to have a problem, you know how different universes... Are on different frequencies. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. Long story short, at the end of it, anybody who was in 
say, Star Labs, whatever. They could get Arrow. They could get people from Legend. You know, basically get them all in a room and all their supporting cast and say, all right, everybody in this room is going to know that originally these were all different universes. But everybody outside all of our, even if all of our, that universe and this universe, maybe a couple others, have merged together, but they don't know the difference. People who have lived next to each other all their life have only really known about each other for two hours. But to them, you know what I mean? And that way, the people in the cast can go, wow, what about that? We're the lucky ones. That way, nobody goes, Supergirl, wait a minute. Because remember, the problem that the Flash created was the only reason they were superhumans was because of that accelerator. Right. Well, now you have parallel Earths coming in, which explains why you have more villains, more heroes. But that world still doesn't know about Superman and Batman and blah, 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 blah. Now it's fixed. There you go. I wrote it for them. That's all you have to do. And it doesn't even have to be more than one episode. Right? It'd be it'd be a lot of you know, boom 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 boom, quick moving, but yeah, they could definitely do it in an episode. I I still think they should flush it out, put a little bit more thought into it, and make it a multi night event. Oh, even if, it, even if it would just be Supergirl and the Flash that would do the crossover, you know what I mean? They'll they'll do all of it because remember when they did the crossover, both uh, Supergirl and uh, Grant Gustin there said. Yeah, we'd like to do crossover with Supergirl and Arrow and Legend. So they also had said that, well, I'd like to do a crossover with Supergirl, and it happened. Yeah. I'd be willing to bet this has been part of some grand scheme, and we're just seeing it as it develops. I'm I'm guaranteed. You could tell the people in charge went, okay, listen. The main plan is once they get a season, we'll see how they do, and unless they really, really fight to hang on to Supergirl, once it proves itself... We're gonna have it come over to the CW, yeah. you know. Um, so yay for that! Oh, absolutely. Grant uh, uh, Grant Ward is now officially going to be in the comic books of Shield. Okay. There, I don't read it, but there's an ongoing Agents of Shield comic book. Yeah, they just did um, their fifth issue, so it'll be. I'll have to check to see if he was in that one. Yeah, and also, you know, I'll tell you this, too, as I'm watching S.H.I.E.L.D. this week. They better, very, very soon, start having some superheroes show up from the movies and Daredevil. Yeah, they need to They need to do the uh, the crossovers again. Real soon. Some, even if it's just, like, the the supporting people in the, in the show. Well, I don't care who it is. Just, just make, make one of those... People, superhero, I don't care if it's Hawkeye or Black Widow or Daredevil or Captain America, show up on an episode. Yeah. I'm watching this last night, and I'm like, you know what? Even though they're talking about what happened in the movies, I don't feel like they're part of the same universe anymore. Yeah, it's like this season they took a little bit of a step back. Well, yeah, the writing got better. I'm glad we're not dealing with the inhuman problem like we did in the second season, where it was, let's show this, what was supposed to be their hidden village, and it felt very much like a TV set. Um, It was too much focused on that. This feels better, but not perfect. I don't need to see Grant Ward anymore. 
in any form. Yeah. Uh, once you hate a, a villain too long, you go, nah, not nah, kill him now. Enough. Yeah, I think. I think he's. I don't think he's dead after this past week. Obviously, because you know the show's not. The season's not over. But or episode, I think. Uh, one or two episodes, yeah. Uh, and that's the same problem with Legends, DC Legends of Tomorrow. Okay. Enough Vandal Savage. Enough. He shouldn't have lasted the whole season. Yeah, I think. <clears throat> well, here's my question, and I'm, I'm still miffed because I apparently am the only one that remembers this. In the crossover event between the Flash and Arrow, at the end of the episode. Malcolm Merlin grabs the ashes of a defeated yes. Vandal Savage, yep. and they never can go back to it. Well, what they do, what they do, yeah, they just go, look, he's back. Well, wait, wait, you're dead. Yeah, well, somebody, Malcolm Merlin, has brought him back to life. Like, uh, or okay, or what they could do is, I mean, I mean, I, I know it's probably this is probably what it is. Vandal Savage is probably very much like, um... Rachel Ghoul? No, the... The bird people. The Hawk Hawkman and Hawkgirl. I can't think of their names. Danagarian. Yeah. He's probably very much like the two of them, where once they get killed off, they get reincarnated. He probably got reincarnated after being killed. I don't know. No, no, because he's immortal and... That's when they established that only one of the Hawks can kill him with a very particular... Whatever was there when they transformed. For example, the mace. Yeah. Where Hawk Girl, Hawk Woman, whatever, should have bashed his head in two episodes ago and didn't because, oh, Hawk Man's there and he may never... Bullcrap. Bash his head in and deal with the brainwashed boyfriend later. Your or mission was to kill him. Or off both, the one will reincarnate in a couple of years and you'll be exactly. fine. Exactly. You're in a freaking time machine. Just jump ahead or jump back or whatever. Jump sideways. But kill Bandle Savage. You don't hesitate. This guy has killed billions of people through time. Yep. And because, oh, I mean, that was bad writing. Whoever okayed that needs a slap in the head because that... I'm patient with shows, but at that moment, I'm like, no, no, no. Now you lost me. Yeah. Now I'm ticked. And I, I mean, guess, the best thing it, I know what they were probably trying to do. They were probably trying to show how ruthless Vandal Savage is. Hello, had they not been paying attention to their own show, we kind of picked that up. Well, you could tell they wanted to do the scene where they take him captive and put him on the ship so he can taunt them all. And yeah. they have stupid Ray fall for his jibber-jabber and oh, that, try that, to physically that, fight him. Like, really? It's very obvious he wants you to open the thing so he can... Yeah, if I, if I was Rip Hunter, I would have designed that damn cell so that there was an air, airlock right underneath the middle of it. Yep. That way, oh, you're going to bad man, or you're going you're gonna to taunt us? Flick. Bye. Well... You know, that's just me. There... You know, apparently, and I just heard or read this... For the second season, they're going, okay, listen, we it, this was our freshman year. We know we made some mistakes. We're getting the writers from the other shows, Supergirl, Flash, 
maybe Arrow, to contribute now. And it's going to be – they're basically going to soft reboot the whole show because they said, okay, what do you do after you win the Super Bowl? Because at the end of the season, they're going to beat Vandal Savage. Well, now they need a reason to be out floating around through time. Right. I can very easily give them a mission. Guess what? Vandal Savage caused a lot of crap through time. You guys, your mission from now on is to go out. Even though we don't see Vandal, you still have to fix his boo-boos. Yeah. Very quantum leapy, which is wonderful. Yeah. You know, but I guess what they're going to do is they're keeping most of the core cast, but they may add others and they're, they're going to make it more fun. Yeah. Well, with the way the show, the way the show is set up, they could very easily rotate cast members. Oh, this character, or this actor, you know, when they got rid of heat for this show, okay. Sh- we'll go pick up Cisco or this character or whatever, and they'll have a temporary, you know. Agreed. Well, and and they've done a lot of nice things where they do bring in other casts. Like tonight, they're going to have, not tonight, next week on Flash, they're going to have the evil Black Canary. Yeah. Which is cool. Um, Black Siren, I think her name is. Yeah. Why not? I don't like that they killed her off, though. Yeah, I'm still... I understand you didn't know what to do with her, but that's just your writing inability. I mean, look at the comics. You you can have things to do with her. If you're going to kill somebody off, you can kill... Uh, What's-his-face with the stupid helmet that looks like Magneto? You kill yeah. them. You could kill uh, Captain Lance if you want. I mean, they're, you know... Well, I, you know, I still think they could have killed off um, Felicity's mom. Oh, yeah, but that wouldn't have much of an impact to us. I mean, that's more of... Well, not to us, but it would to, like, Felicity and... How about you kill Felicity? Yeah. You know, or kill uh, Speedy, you know, whatever, if she's going by Speedy. Speedy. Kill her off. But you keep Laurel around, you finally were using her right instead of having her be whiny or a drunk. Yeah. You know, like, she's a superhero. Let her... She dealt with her demons, and now you're going to, you know... Killer, yeah. That's another thing too. They need to kill the current bad guy on that show too. Enough of him. Yeah, I, I mean, I like the actor. I do like his portrayal of the oh, villain. Yeah, yeah, you love to hate him. Yeah, I mean, that's that's one thing I I will say. He's he's I, he's an actor that I love him as a good guy, but I I love to hate him as a bad guy too. Yeah, because he just. He has that smarmy. Oh yeah, he's so smug. Yeah. Just like if I if I ever got the chance to meet him, I'd I'd be torn to what to get him to sign, either a Damien Dark or Dum Dum Dugan. Right. Picture, you know. Yeah, that's true. Um, I yeah I I I watched him when he was on that cop show a bunch of years ago that was so so good but didn't last long. It was um before the wire came out. But it was in that vein. That was like his first starring, where where just get people's attention. He wasn't on Third Watch, was he? No, before that. Before that. Okay. It was that was another show that I really liked. It was like The Wire with that dark seriousness, and they yanked it, and everybody was like, well, wh- "Why?" And then they ended up just making the same thing and calling it The Wire. Yeah. Um. What else? What else? What else? You know, I, I don't know what their their idea of... They don't need, one, 
to have, and this is Arrow's thing in particular. They started it. We're going to have one bad guy per season. You know, it's going to be Merlin the first season, Deathstroke the second, Rachel Gould the third, and this guy the fourth. Stop it. You, It's predictable. You know? Yeah, they, they definitely need to do more where it's Sporadic. broader, you know. Have, you know, they can have a villain, like a main villain that you show up maybe half dozen episodes throughout the season. Yes. But have varying lieutenants or captains or whatever yep. that, you know. Yep. And, and, hey, how about you have the guy get captured on a sixth episode and then make him go away for a while. That's a, He's not dead. Yeah. Use him. Like, season- um, Deathstroke. Yeah. I mean, I I really liked some of the stuff they did with him. I hated the way he was he was used, but I did like the fact that he didn't get killed. Yeah, like some of the stuff they did with him, I thought was pretty good. But other stuff, it's like, eh. Right, like um, they they strayed too far from what Deathstroke is. You know, yeah. he didn't, he wasn't scary. Like when you read the comic. Oh, he's terrifying! Holy crap! This guy's got superpowers. Well, and, and let's uh, let's not forget the fact that, you know, they got rid of the other aspect of that season that I actually was starting to enjoy, and that was uh, Summer Glau. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I kind of dug that they actually were having a badass female villain, and they offed her after, like, half an episode. And you know what? What Somebody needs to tell them, hey, hey, guess what? Nobody likes the flashbacks anymore. I never liked them after the first couple episodes of the first season. Well, unfortunately, they... Unfortunately, we're going to have to deal with them for another season. I know, and that's so stupid. But... The the, the whole thing about his origin was he was trapped on an island for five years. That's what makes him spectacular. He had to learn... Everything on his own, not go on clean shaven special missions to China and Russia and wherever that you know. Like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Really? So he wasn't on the island. They find him in tattered clothes and a long hair and beard, which you go there. That has some impact. Now he has what a year to to look like that. How are you getting him to be part of Argus to where they just dump him back on the island? Where he already knows all the secrets of the island, and yet, no, nah, I think I'll just live like a hobo. Really? I, you, you, I'd, I'm gonna, I'd be willing to bet he's gonna end up by the end of the season. He's gonna end up saving the day, and Argus and their, well, Amanda Weller or Wheeler, whatever the hell you pronounce her last name, is gonna be like, yeah, or actually, it's Waller on the island. Bye, and that you know would be the end of it. Well, yeah. I, I, they they just they took away the feeling bad for this guy. You know what I mean? This guy had to train himself alone on that island, not only to survive but to learn how to be a good archer. Blah 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 blah. No, now they take it away, and he's been super spy. Really? So he didn't really suffer all those much, years. Yeah. You know, I love though also the um uh they keep bringing up Constantine. Yeah, I do like that. That I thought was pretty cool. They need to have him back on the episode. I'd love to see him on uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Right? That'd be freaking cool. Oh, I mean, that actor is brilliant as Constantine. I, he is 
You know how you think of Kevin Conroy when you when you read Batman yeah. now. You can hear Batman's voice. Well, when I read anything with Constantine, I'm picturing and hearing him. Yeah. It was yeah, Matt, excellent. Matt Ryan, I believe his name is. Huh? Matt Ryan, I believe yes, his name is. Yes, Matt Ryan. And he's yeah. he's amazing. And I'm telling you, if they're smart, if they're, com- you know, combining all the shows and all that, you're right. Have him be on there. Oh, yeah, how I'm about right. have him be a cast member on Legends, like on the ship from now on? Yeah. You know, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen type of thing. Like, oh, we need a magician. I happen to know of one. Yeah. You know, but I love that at least Arrow is using that tattoo on Ollie as, yeah, Constantine gave me that. I'm still using it type of a thing. Yeah. Um, let's see. How about, uh, Star Wars? We never talked about Star Wars. We never talked about Star Wars from all those months ago? You know why? Because of the freaking iTunes issue. Oh, yes. Yes, the two-month headache. Yes, yes. Now, I don't want to beat it to death because I know everybody else has talked it to death, but it's our podcast, Who Gives a Rats for a Rand. We don't have to review the movie, but I do want to hear your thoughts. I really loved it. I mean, I know it, get, it gets some flack because, oh, all they did was rehash all the stuff from New Hope. Who cares? Yeah, they they almost had to for the new gen, the newest generation of people. But for those of us that, you know, grew up with the originals and then dealt with the prequels, it was fun. I It was great that they were like, oh, it's like the Death Star. Yeah, but bigger, you know, and they showed that gigantuan, you know, yeah, uh, planet. It was just I loved it. Uh, I saw it four times. First movie I've ever seen multiple times. <laughs> and ironically, I saw it opening night. Saw it the second night. A week later, saw it Saturday and saw it Sunday. <laughs> okay. I I I just I I absolutely loved it. I cried. I laughed. I weeped. Cried some more. <laughs> mm-hmm. We all know where, because we all did. Well, um, I love the humor was very well placed, and I love that it has immediately gotten ingrained in our pulp culture and just added to the whole Star Wars mythos. Yeah, well, you know what? I went with Mikey because now Mikey's my movie buddy because he's of age that. Right. Uh, I get to take, I don't have to wait for anybody now. Uh, Cindy came with us to see Batman versus Superman because she's like, no, 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 I want to see other movies I could wait on. Yeah. Batman versus Superman, I'm going with you. And I'm like, great, more the merrier. So I took Mikey to see Star Wars. Now, he's starting to get into Star Wars, but he hasn't actually sat down and watched beginning to end a whole Star Wars movie. He knows it because of Star Wars Rebels that I record and we watch together. Gotcha. Uh, So, you know, and I'm showing him clips on YouTube. Okay, here's Luke Skywalker and giving him the basic outline. See Anakin, the one that they're talking about? Yeah, he becomes Darth Vader. So he's learning through chunks. Well, this was the first one that he's going to actually... Now, he already likes Han because he's Indiana Jones and... Right. How do you not love Harrison Ford? And, you know, Han is always the one that I've related to the most, and he's got my sense of humor, and, you know, uh, he's the the Jack O'Neill of the bunch. So yeah, even as a little kid, I'm like, like him, that's the guy. Luke's fine and all, but I relate to sarcastic guy. 
Yeah. Um. So you know, we we go and we and boy, I'll tell you, I got the chills. And I'm you know I don't define myself by Star Wars the way I do with with Richard Dean Anderson and you know Nesmith right. and then Batman. Uh, those are those are my cornerstones of my building block material. But Star Wars I always liked by I it doesn't define me. However, right. when they start and they show the logo, same thing like when I see Civil War and they show the Marvel or they show DC, I get I get the the the, the chills. I'm like, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm so proud. The world is starting to understand why this is excellent, and it is. It's like we're showing the world a little bit about you know your your genetic makeup. Here you go, um, and we watch it, and you know. <clears throat> I enjoy it, and you're right. I don't care that I saw similarities to New Hope. Fine. It it, it didn't feel like they were writing it in a lazy way. They, it no. felt like it was intentional and with and purpose. It, it, was, it, it was a way of acknowledging its own history. And also, yeah, and that, like, yeah, it's not forgetting it. It's building off of it. And there are things that repeat in history, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh... But for the most part, we're watching it, we're, we're enjoying it, and it doesn't really kick in for me until we see Han. Chewie, we're home. I'm like, oh, I got yeah. two scenes in the movie that brought me almost to tears was seeing the Falcon take off again, yeah, and flying. Now, granted, not with the you know normal pilots, but seeing that almost you know feeling like I was experiencing it just with the camera movements and everything, I, I I was brought to tears. I mean that that was the shot that brought me to tears in the in the one trailer. Yeah, yeah, me too. With me too. with the Han were, or Chewie were home, I again bawling, just oh my god, it's so beautiful. You know. I I loved it. And especially since you know, for years, Harrison Ford was like, I, I have no need to go back to Han Solo. I'll always go back to Indiana Jones, but Han, Han Solo's story is done. He was a one-note character. So to have him back doing that, I'm like, ah, more, I don't care. It, it doesn't matter. It's just Whatever you say, I'm going to love. Yeah. And then, But for the most part, it would have been one of those movies that, all right, I enjoyed it, but it doesn't it doesn't affect me. It's not necessarily memorable. I'll watch it when it's on TV, but I don't need to own it. Holy crap, they killed Han. Yeah. That moment where he goes, Ben! And, like, he yells it in such a way, and I'm like, again, the practical side of me is going, I know he's your son, but in this universe, if my son becomes Darth Vader, I have to shoot him in the back of the head without saying anything. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's the great that, need of the universe compared to I want my boy back. You well, it was that, and he promised Leia. Leia. Guess what? And part anything, Leia had to shoot him. Well, no, and part of that I think helps signify, uh, sig- yeah, signify how much. He really loved loves his Leia. I agree. I love it, and he's and he's also he's not being a sissy wimp. Like that's yeah. a scene where most actors would do the whole. But Ben, I love you. He goes Ben, like he's ticked. He's like, yeah, hey. well, it's, it was funny. As soon as he said that, I was like, I'm sitting there like, wow, I've heard that voice before. That's the yes, Dad. <laughs> it, it's exactly what it was, and he played it like, go to your room. 
You, yeah. You know, you messed up. Get over here. Like if, you know, if I'm yelling at my boy, yeah. I get a tone and the world stops for my children. It's the dad tone. Yep. The oh crap. Whatever. Yeah. That actually, like, that, that actually reminds me of something. If I remember, I'll, I'll link it to you on the wall on a uh, Facebook. There's a guy out there that takes gifts. Uh huh. And what if Han, Ben Scott, or Ben Solo and Leia and all them, we're living, I think he calls it the modern day adventures of the solos or something like that. And it's clips from all over the internet combining it. Oh, I've seen it. You've seen them? Some of them are freaking hilarious. It's like he's in the car and it's one of those don't make me turn this car around type of thing and he's back. Yeah, it's freaking riot. Um, Yeah. So we're watching it and then he does that and here comes the big confrontation. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, and this is where I can nitpick if I want, but I just accept it. He walks on a bridge. He's walking over a bridge. I'm like, this isn't going to end well. Please don't let this be what I think it's going to be because I love, I love Harrison Ford so much. Don't, don't do this. Please don't do this. But you're both walking to each other on a bridge and that whole speech where, where Kylo Ren is scary. What makes Kylo Ren even scarier to me than Darth Vader is he's, Darth Vader had conviction. Darth yeah. Vader knew exactly what he wanted. He says, I, I, you know, I'm the bad guy and I'm going to show you. Uh, Kylo Ren is mentally unstable. He's whiny one minute and ruthless the next. And it's yeah. much that Joker, holy crap, what if the Joker had the power of the Sith? Yeah. And you see that through the movie. And then he's talking to his father and he gives him the, the whole setup of, there's one thing I have to do, but I need your help. Will you help me? And he falls for it and goes, of course I'll help you. And goes to hand him the lightsaber. And when he puts his hand on it, you think, is he? He can't be. Is he really going to? And then he looks at him for a second, like, okay, you're supposed to let go now. And then he turns it on, and you see it. And that look on Han's face. It's not just pain. It's not anger. It's I feel so bad because I've lost you. Not that I'm going to die. It's I've lost you. Yeah. And now I don't get to be the one to fix you. You know, and now I'm get that whole that pain that Harrison Ford face. Yeah. You know, he he does that face. He's done it in Indiana Jones. Yeah. Uh that and it, it's taken away that all the bravado, all the masculinity. Just he's not the tough guy anymore. He's like gut wrenched. What just happened? Yeah. And that ripped of, through me. It, it's it's a look of betrayal. Yeah, and helplessness. Yeah. And he looks at him, and that whole scene. Oh God, that's that for the rest of my life. That'll shake me up. And then he. With, what's he do with his last moment? Does he try to kill him? No. He nope. touches his son's face to say, I love, he, he basically succumbs to the love of his son and touches, yeah. with the last energy he has is to touch his son's face. And then not only does he fall, he falls off the bridge. Yep. It's not a heroic death. It's a, what a sucky way to leave this existence. Yeah. Besides it being his son, Han Solo 
dies not saving somebody, but being the victim. Yeah, he dies trying to be a father. He tries. Yes. To, he try, He dies basically doing something very uncharacteristic. Yeah. Well, it shows how he had grown from the first time we see him to Jedi. By yeah. Jedi, he's a he's a the a best version he can be, and that's what you see him loving his son. Yeah. So. That happens, and the whole place goes quiet, and you watch him fall. And Mikey leans his head over onto my shoulder. And I think, yeah, it's sad, and I'm, I'm in tears. I know I'm in, you know, I'm shocked. I'm, I'm uh, talking about it now, my stomach is in knots. Oh, yeah. So, by the end of the movie, the, the credits roll, the lights go up. They don't do a bonus scene, which I was hoping they would do, an end credits thing. I, well, they've never done it before, so... I know, but, you know, it's Star Wars, and it's owned by Disney, and Marvel's doing it, so I kind of thought, well, maybe. Um, And the lights go up, and I look over at Mikey, and I, I'm all filled up, and he's are all filled up, and he looks he has that look on his face like, is it okay if I cry now? And people are getting up and leaving. And I said, I just shook my head. And I said, yeah, I know. And he crawls onto my lap, and we just sat there and cried together. Aww. People are walking by us in the theater, you know, leaving. And I'm not rushing it. I, there's no reason for me to leave. We just sit there and hold each other yeah. and just cry. And we stay for the whole credits, let the whole thing just wash over us. And... You know, we talk about it before we get up to leave. <laughs> and he goes, well, he might come back, right? I mean, he, he may not really be dead. He could come back in the next movie. And now, you and I know the whole Harrison Ford, He do, you know, let him die. Yeah. That whole, well, okay. He doesn't. So he well, has the comic book mentality of they could find a way to bring him back, right? And I said to him, well... He got stabbed through the heart with the lightsaber. Then he fell off a bridge. Then that whole planet blew up. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't... Well, that, and I do find it amusing that both Harrison Ford and Lawrence Kasdan basically got what they wanted. Lord, Lawrence Kasdan is... The guy who wrote Force Awakens and... Uh, Empire? Strikes Back. Really? He was actually, uh, he was actually supposed to be dead in carbonite. carbonite. Yeah, well, I know uh, that, that's what he said. He goes, "Yeah, I want that. Like, you know, that's fine. Let him, let him be a, uh, a casualty of war." Yeah. So I mean, well, yeah, it's. I mean, I. It, it was heartbreaking, but I, I've seen it two or three times since it's been out on DVD or Blu-ray. You know. Oh, you know what? I don't own any Star Wars movies, but I may end up owning that one, you know? I Only because, here's the thing, you don't need to own the freaking prequels. And the classic trilogy is a classic trilogy, which I've seen a trillion times and will see a trillion more anytime they show it on TV. Yep. So I don't need to actually lose the cash. You know what I mean? I got you. Um, I love the... Uh... The new cast members, I absolutely adored. Uh, again, dialogue, perfect. Well, what's his name, who was Kylo Ren? Yeah. Loved him. 
Like I said, I'll oh yeah, that I, actor, I, job. that actor I saw on a Saturday Night Live when he was the guest host. Yes, that was great. Hilarious. I mean, that guy is that yeah. guy's a riot in his own sense. Yeah. Uh, that was actually one of the first episodes in a long while that I've watched SNL. <laughs> Well, that's okay. You're not missing. But uh, the guy that played Poe Dameron. Yes, he, I like him too. I, I think he's probably going to be my favorite cast member. Me next too. Year. He'll be the new Han Solo, I think. Yeah. He kind of fills that void, you know? It, well, it's funny. Him and um, Finn, the two of them kind of fill kind of fill in a couple different aspects of a couple different characters, which Absolutely. I like. I like that too, and you could see it, it, um, the potential for where it could go. Yeah, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing where the journey takes us this can, summer. Can I just be nitpicky about one scene in the end with, with Luke? Now, Luke, we haven't seen through the whole freaking movie. He's on the mountain. I think I know exactly what you're gonna say. <laughs> and she finds him, and they do the dramatic turnaround. And she reaches down and hands out the lightsaber to him. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, he's being reunited with his original lightsaber. Isn't that something? Ah, la, 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 la. Yeah. Do they need to have... I sound like Bill Cosby there for a second. Do they need to have... <laughs> to have her hold out the lightsaber for a minute, maybe? A whole minute. And him just staring at her while they do... The rotating helicopter shot around where it's like, oh, here's the last scene. They milked that way too long. In reality, you hold out the lightsaber, he looks at it, and after five seconds, she should say, you're going to take it or not take it? What are we doing here? Right? Like, it, it, <laughs> that's, it, that moment, which was a, supposed to be an awe-inspiring moment, I'm watching it going too long. Too long. Realistically, <clears throat> the only thing I, I think I would have done differently would have been after a couple seconds of, of her holding it, have him have, have it him. actually start to move towards him, and that's when it. There you go. But I mean, I artistically, I could understand why they were going the route they did. Oh yeah, but still, it's, realistically, it's it's uncomfortable <laughs> to watch. Eh. Picture I mean, you and me. Look at picture you and me. I hand something to you, and you just stare at me for a whole minute, and I'm just supposed to leave. Well, if it's something I haven't seen in thirty years, thirty plus years, it might take me a minute to be like, "Wait a minute, where the hell?" But not a whole sixty seconds, maybe five seconds before you go. Oh, holy crap! Is that my lightsaber? Or hey, who are you? Or where's the hand that was attached to it? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, I have a lot of good memories of that hand. Wow. <laughs> I wasn't going there with that. I was just... Uh, sure you weren't. No, there. I really wasn't, but sometimes the joke itself. <laughs> um, I, I know there's more that we have to discuss, but we, we should wrap it up and let people chime in. and Right? And, we got uh, yeah. ten minutes before you'd have to go anyway, and me too. Oh, and you've got a time date, so, you know. Yeah. Yeah, i got to go watch my legends and see how they F up this week. I don't know. I don't think they will F up. I think they'll slowly start to rebuild. I do like that they kind of addressed how uh, Rip got out of that prison cell. Yes, that was smart. With something as gimmicky as a freaking nudie pen. That was 
I, I like that they addressed it instead of just letting it float there. Oh, did you notice how they misused Jonah Hex? I was thrilled to see Jonah Hex, but boy, did they make him pointless. I don't think they misused him. I think I think we're going to see more. I think we're going to see more. Yeah, I hope so too, but you know what? Jonah Hex should be a scary son of a bee that you don't know what he's going to do next. And in this case, it was a, oh, rip. I see you're still wearing the coat I gave you. Like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. He's in the bar when Captain Cold, who, by the way, that actor, drives our family insane because everything is like this when he talks. Uh, see, I, I love, I love his portrayal of that character. Really? Yeah, I, I don't know why, just, I don't know what it is about his portrayal of that character, but he, anytime he's on, in a scene with, uh, well, it hasn't been on at all, really, this season, but whenever he's involved with, like, the Flash, I, I love that character, I love that portrayal. But he's, everything starts and then slows down. I'll tell you who does a great impression. Mikey. Mikey yeah. does it and it cracks Cindy up because a little bit of that goes a long way before it starts to feel like he's, you know, hamming it up and everything ends the same. Like, oh, dude, come on. I understand you're supposed to be smarmy, but do you have to be cliche smarmy? Like, it's no, I, think that's part of, I think that's part of the direction, too, though. Well, somebody needs to be blamed. I, I did like the fact... Huh? And the director. I, no, the, it, the director. Oh, the director, yeah. And I like that they got rid of Heatwave for a while, and then that surprise return of him, I'm like, okay, bravo. That was well done. Yeah. And I like how he's, I think, kind of changed for the better for now. Yeah, it, it was good, because they're, they're too busy being one-note characters. We need to see them. Yeah. Um, all right. So, you know the routine, everybody. Go on, subscribe to us on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Facebook. Donate some money to us. Uh, Twitter, find us on Twitter, MacW Jackson. And NHL. Exactly. Come on, do it. Let us know, because uh, I see people are listening to our episodes, but I want feedback. I want ratings. If you like it, if there's something you want to hear us talk about, Give. Let's let's hear it because we're not, you know, we, we it's it's a community thing. It's not. Yeah, we we want to, you know, be asked questions and right, you know, our ideas challenged and you know, heck, who knows? Maybe you know, we'll if, improve, if you, get better. If you disagree? Just give us. A, I, as a matter of fact, I do have some feedback that I uh, it was to our episode about what bands don't you get. Okay. What, what what bands are so popular, but you just go, really? What? We did an episode on that. I think it was like episode 27, 28, one of those. It was in the 20s. Yeah, got some feedback on that. So uh, I'll share that with you next time. Excellent. We'll do a uh, feedback episode next time. Sweet. All right. All right. Uh, catch you guys next time. And uh, anything else we need to plug? No, not not right now, I don't think. All right. Stay excited, everybody.
Thanks for listening. Music was provided by Harmony Constant. Subscribe to us on iTunes, YouTube, Facebook, and Stitcher.